Hi, my name is John Katsavos, and welcome to the Fitness Oracle. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about the secret of how to drop 10 to 15 pounds and keep it off with complete ease. I've created a free three-part video series for you that explains what the three biggest mistakes people make when they're working out and limits them to the results that they're going after. I am also going to help you get all the details about how you can immediately sign up to the 21-day Caveman Challenge, which is a do-it-for-you workout program. This has been developed by me for over 11 years of my experience as a professional personal trainer. So go ahead, put in your name and your primary email address, click the link in the show notes below right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people, just like you, with real stories, just like yours. And this is one of their stories. I am your host, John Katsapos. My guest today is my good friend, Spiros Nikolaou, returning guest at the Fitness Oracle. He is a former certified personal trainer and a direct sales distributor with a top name health and wellness company. Spiros, welcome to the show. Thank you, John, for inviting me back on the show. It's a pleasure to be here once again. It's uh, you're the, you're my first returning guest, first of many. <laughs> so uh, it's it's uh, it's really I'm really happy to have you on again. Yep, it was a pleasure to be uh, your first actual guest, and it's a pleasure to be your first returning guest. So lots of firsts, and I'm happy. To take that. Okay, great. Your uh, microphone just uh, went a little bit weird on that. <laughs> Okay. That, Sorry. Can, is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to know, uh, you you recently started, we're going to go into more detail on this later on, but just to mm-hmm. start it off, you started something on Instagram, which is really, really cool. Uh, Spee's mm-hmm. Daily Wisdoms. Yes. How's, how's that coming along? Just quickly, because we're going to go deeper into that later. I haven't really been doing the Daily Wisdoms for in 2021. I took a little bit of a break doing that i've talked about a lot of what i wanted to talk about during 2020 and it's been fantastic uh, my goal there's there's three philosophies that i really believe that every human being desires and you've read the master key system or you're reading the master key system and i'm a big fan of the master key system as well and i've been studying that so the three things that i think that every person desires is health wealth and love Though I'm not an expert on the love part, I think I can help people master their health and uh, wealth part of their lives to live better, do better, and it's a basic philosophy. And when we get into that deeper, I can explain that a little bit more, but it's going well. I'm looking to kind of change it up a little bit uh, moving forward in 2021. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure it's going to be uh, even more valuable than what it was in 2020. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the master key system, uh, you actually, you're the, actually the one that actually turned me on to it. Uh, why don't you talk to the people uh, listening at home or watching on YouTube? What exactly the master key system really is? Well, the master key system is an amazing book by Charles Hanel. I didn't plan it, but I do have it right here. 
so all the people watching on YouTube can see it. And it's basically a book on the law of attraction. So it kind of was featured on The Secret, and most people know about The Secret, the movie The Secret and the book The Secret and everything else like that. And it was one of the original law of attraction books. And it's divvied up into about 24 different uh, exercises. So it's kind of like a home study program written in the book. And it's giving you exercises to do because it's nice to kind of have, you know, a way of thinking. But if you don't apply that knowledge, you're not going to see the results because everything has a duality to it. There has to be the thought, but there also has to be the action. There has to be the plan, but you have to do the work too. And that's really what I love about this book because it kind of has both. And it's one of the only books that does do that. It really does. Um <laughs> Other than the fact it's written in a little bit old English and it can be a little bit uh, hard to read at some times, especially late at night when you're tired. <laughs> um, just because uh, right now I'm on, I'm just ready to crack open chapter 14. Does it get any easier with these exercises? <laughs> the exercises does get a little bit easier. It's... Um... <sighs> It goes more into the sp uh, spirituality uh, as you're progressing and more into learning how to refine and concentrate your thoughts on certain objects versus trying to, let's say, if you've done the exercise, completely reverse engineer a battleship. And I think you've done that exercise before. I've where tried. You're <laughs> it, it, it's not an easy exercise, but... Uh, if you can master that exercise, I tell you, when it comes to achieving your goals, it's going to be something amazing. And that's something else that I've done as well is I've created a, not only am I doing the Speeds Daily Wisdoms, not only have I, am I doing like the Master Key Mondays where I'm going into the exercises, I've also done something called the Goal Achievers. And one of the things in the Goal Achievers as well is to picture yourself has already achieved your goals and kind of work your way backwards when it comes to the goal setting as well. So this exercise is there to help you master that process. And if you can master that exercise, when it comes to getting your better life, it becomes a little cakewalk. It becomes a piece of cake. We are going to go deeper into the goal setting. Mm -hmm uh in just a little bit but before we do uh you've had quite the transformation since the last little while yes and i want to really touch base on that uh, before we go any further so i know we're not supposed to talk about numbers so i'm not going to talk about numbers because I'm, I'm I'm gonna say sorry to interrupt. Uh, we can talk about uh, we will talk about my numbers and my weight loss goal and goals. What actually happened? We won't talk about time frame because every person's journey is different and people's expectations. I don't want to mislead people with their expectations. My results might not be typical. I will lead to a little bit of a disclaimer just because we want to protect the industry and unfortunately and good job to like industry canada the federal trade commission and all the other regulating bodies there have been other companies out there that make uh, a lot of unsubstantiated claims and they want to protect you with that and so do we as well uh so if i can just do some quick disclaimers as well 
Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, do the disclaimers before we introduce what program you're actually doing. Yeah, absolutely. So we are not here to diagnose, treat, cure any uh, disease or anything else like that. And say the statements that you're going to hear today have not been approved or uh, evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Okay, so we're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Weight loss uh, disclaimers. So weight loss might not be, or transformation might not be typical. So in a study performed in 2012 by the University of Illinois in Chicago, uh, subjects lost an average of nine pounds with an average of two pounds of loss from visceral fat, which is the fat around the organs, after 30 days on our program, on our isogenic system. Uh, subjects also had a greater adherence to um, levels of adherence as well over a traditional diet. Okay, awesome. Now that we got the legal stuff out of the way and no one's going to get sued <laughs> for misrepresentation. Yeah. You have started uh you have been on and off the 11 day shred that's offered by Isogenics. Uh the only reason why I know it, I am not uh I I don't offer isogenics. It's not that I don't agree with everything that they do. I like the I like their products. I think they're really good products. <laughs> and you pay for what you get. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been listening to you for several months now saying, Oh, I'm just gonna do the 11 day shred the 11 day shred. What is the 11 day shred? I know but the people <laughs> listening out there probably don't. Yeah. So uh, the 11 day shred is kind of a part of their 30 day program. I'm just focusing specifically on 11 days um, for myself because my transformations, eventually I'm gonna get into trying to do bodybuilding and weightlifting again. So I'm modifying it for myself, but this can this is kind of like an 11, uh, the original program that Isogenics came out with about 18 years ago, which was called the nine day. We just modified it to help people see better results to do 11 days. And basically, it's just a program of shake days and cleanse days. And what a cleanse day is, is our version of a nutritionally supported intermittent fast. So you do four cleanse days within the 11 days, uh, back to back to back to back cleanse days, and then five days of shakes and two back-to-back -back cleanse days. And before the first two cleanse days, you also do two shake days as well. So it's really, really uh, fantastic. I can't tell you the, if, if you watch my updates, because I always do a, try to do a daily update with uh, how I'm feeling, you know, and the energy levels that I'm feeling is absolutely fantastic. And the reason why I gel with the company and with the program is, is because it's all about a system and the process. So I like to think, and if you've read the master key system, I don't know if you've got to this uh, pros, uh, part of the book where it tells, says, kind of imagine you're building a house, right? What's the blueprint of the house gonna look like? What are the materials? Are you gonna use the best wood? Or are you gonna use wrong wood or anything else like that? Um, some of the top people in the company, they'll talk about, it's like build, having a recipe. There's different components to a recipe. There's the quality of the ingredients. There's the process. And then there's the time to bake. And this is why I'm not mentioning time, uh, time frames in here, because each person's 
cook time might be a little bit different because it might be depending on your oven um, and everything. But the better quality of ingredients, let's take a cheesecake. The better quality of the ingredients, the better taste in the cheesecake, the better the process you do, um, the fluffier it might be and everything else like that. And really, this is what it is. So it's just a more concentrated, more focused 11-day shred, which I find is easier to adhere to and allows me a little bit more flexibility. And I've been seeing amazing results. And I've been inspiring other people who are using isogenics who are my friends to actually be doing this as well. And they're seeing fantastic results also. Okay. So, big, go ahead. Big question. Are you mm -hmm. allowed to eat food? Yes. So on the shake day, basically I'm having two shakes a day. They're super nutrition, nutritionally dense shakes. I'm allowed two snacks. Now I use the isogenics snacks, but you can have a hundred calorie snack of anything that you want. And then I have one four to 600 calorie meal. The one thing I love about this program, it's helped me to really create a new relationship with food and a new understanding with food. So you and I are Greek, John, and we love our olive oil. So I realized because I was being a lot stricter on my 11 day and I found it within my first 11 day that I was probably eating easily an extra 700 to 1,000 calories in olive oil a day. And that's a lot of calories. Olive oil is very healthy fat, but that's a lot of calories for your body to process just in oil. And being Greek, what do you eat oil with, olive oil with? Oh, you eat it with cheese. You eat it with everything, even bread. But bread, right? You, you have to sop it off with bread, right? So I was eating a lot of bread and a lot of unhealthy calories. And you know what? This has really changed my relationship with food as well. So it's not just that I'm getting more nutritionally dense nutrition into my body. That's making me live better, feel better, do better, look better, uh, move better. It's helping me move better as well. Uh, all within the art of well-being, which is what our comf company's model is. But it's giving me a great little relationship with food. So, and it's not just a whim it's not just kind of like a fad this is something i can do for the rest of my life and it is something that i'm going to be doing for the rest of my life so and that that's how incredible this program is well if you ask some greeks they'll even put they'll even put it in their cereal for, you know, that that's the that's that's the thing that we have with uh with olive oil it's just it's it's in our genes yeah exactly um, exactly and like I said, it's helped me to re recognize, this program's helped me to recognize healthier eating habits, but also putting in better nutrition into my body. Now, I just want to do, uh, because I love painting pictures for people and people who are listening might not be able to see this, um, but I just want to paint the picture. Imagine your body is like a battery with a toy. Let's say a toy that makes lights or lights and sounds and everything else like that. And you have a battery that's pretty drained and it's kind of making a low dull sound. The lights aren't going experienced. So have you had like, I know you have nephews, have you had like their kids toys where the battery might be dying and it's not making as good of a sound or anything else mm -hmm. like that? 
Oh, taking yeah. this using this system is like having a supercharged battery in there and the lights are going all over the place and the noise is uh it's like have, getting it right out of the box the toy and that's how i feel using this system awesome awesome mm-hmm. yeah go ahead i was just gonna say what's the toughest part of the challenge that you've had to deal with when you are doing when you're on the system Each time I do the 11 days, so I'm doing it once a month, it gets actually easier and easier. Obviously, the nutritional cleanse days are going to be the toughest for most people. Uh, And that's because you're really not eating a lot of food. So you do get a little bit of snacks to kind of help normalize your blood blood sugar levels uh, because we don't want you into a binge or anything else like that. But you can get a little bit of hungry at first but every time that you do these back-to-back cleanses you notice that you don't get that hunger anymore so it's just overcoming that hunger and making sure that you're drinking enough water so again this is another relationship i was actually recording how much water i'm drinking to make sure i'm drinking enough water to see the results that i want because water is king it really is Uh, are there any other tricks that you use to help stay the, the hunger pains? Hunger pains? Well, we have these little chocolates that are that you can get a part of the program, which help improve your mood and help uh, to really quench that hunger as well. So it helps to make you a little bit less hungry. We have a saying, friends don't let friends do cleanses without ice and delights. So it's just it's just little chocolates. It makes life a whole bunch easier. You're allowed to have about two to four of them on a cleanse day. So you're allowed to eat chocolates when you're doing a cleanse or an intermittent fast. That's awesome, first of all. And I know uh, many, many women love it because they love chocolates. So. And these are absolutely delicious chocolates, um, nutritious, delicious chocolates as well. So it makes it does make the whole process easier. I've done it. Before I've done cleanses before without the chocolates, and I've done it with the chocolates, and it makes it a lot easier. How about now? Are you using the chocolates now? Yeah, I do use the chocolates when I during when I made the decision to start the eleven day programs per month. I am using the chocolates. Okay, absolutely. Just because the easier you can make it, the more likely you are going to continue using it. Okay, and adhere to the program. Uh, so I'm assuming that uh, there's a whole bunch of different cycles that you have to be uh, on and off. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's just following the program and the recipe piece. So like I said, during the 11 days, it's two shake days. And I described describe what a shake day is. And we even have videos on how to do shake day as well. So it's two shake days, two cleanse days, five shake days. And then the last two days are cleanse days. Um and it can be really modified just depending on what what a person's goal is. So if somebody's super, super lean, but they want to, let's say, shred body fat, so they can do, and I, I've done it to help people. I've done it two shake days, one cleanse day, one shake day, one cleanse day, three shake days, one, one, and one. So it, it's completely customizable to a person's goals, to a person's uh body type and everything else like that as well. Mm-hmm. 
So it's really, really awesome. And I've had people who are lean doing this program. I've had people who are overweight doing this program. Uh, each person is just going to be looking at it for different goals as well. Cool. Now, I know we're not supposed to be talking numbers, but your numbers are actually really remarkable. <laughs> and just another thing for everybody out there listening, these numbers are not set in stone. This is what Spiros has gone through. <laughs> As a personal trainer, I can attest to this disclaimer because I have people coming to me sometimes expecting to drop 50 pounds in a month and it's not going to happen. Um, I have had people drop 10 pounds in a month. This is per person and this is Spiros's experiences and yep. nobody else's. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. You have went from... Go ahead. I'm going to let you talk because so, I'm just amazed yep. by it. Because I'm, I'm not going to mention a time frame here. Uh, I've gone from 227 pounds when I made the decision to really start this program and put an emphasis on this program. And I just finished my last uh, 11 day on two days ago. Um, and I'm down to 192. So that is about 37 pounds of uh loss the majority of it has been body fat i'm down seven and a half percent body fat and i'm also down about uh seven and a half inches around what i really want because eventually i'm going to be worried about building muscle but where i want to lose the most is around my gut so around my belly button i've lost seven and a half inches since i decided to make a decision so it's been pretty awesome uh, if you've seen my before and after pictures, um, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, just the transformation I have, and I'm looking forward to have an amazing uh, further transformation. My goal, and it's a little bit of a stretch goal, and it's a hard goal that's going to be attained, but I'm looking to try and get to 10% body fat by my birthday, which is at the end of May. Well, it's a long way to go, but uh, I'm excited. Well, it's a little bit scary, and it's exciting as well. You know, the best goals are the scary ones. Mm -hmm. Those are the best goals to go for. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that I love about this is that I'm not really doing this alone. I have a whole – I have – actually a couple of different groups that I've inspired to do this. So I have a lot of different support groups. Each group is works on it a little bit different. So one does it on like a mind holistic approach. Another one is uh, my chiropractor has decided to do this group. He's been a part of the company as well. And, uh, you know, he has his group and we're just seeing who's there and supporting each other as well. So it's a wonderful little community. Uh, we also have um, body transformation challenges, which are pretty uh, impressive as well. So um, every 16 weeks, you you uh, go into a challenge. Uh, you can go in your challenge. You just take your before and after pictures. And what's great about it is if you complete a challenge, uh, you can choose just to go for the main prize and everything else like that. You can just choose to do a product coupon of $200. So it's like adding, you complete three challenges a year. That's like three $600 in free food from Isagenix that you get. How awesome. You know? That is awesome. 
but it's an amazing support group. So like I said, it's a wonderful recipe for success. So we've got the best ingredients, which are the products and the natural system. Uh, we've got the process, which is how to use it. In this case, it's 11 day, or you can extend it to the 30 day program, which the 11 day is a part of, um, or other customizable systems. And it's a cook time because everybody's time for getting the results that they want is going to be different, but we've had hundreds of thousands of people. And the majority of the people that use isogenics are customers about 80 over about 80 to 85% of the people that use isogenics are just customers they're not independent distributors. But we have hundreds of 1000s of people that have spectacular results. That's and awesome. can do a testament as well. So uh, each person's going to have a little bit of a different cook time. And again, it's just going to depend on what their goals are to hit their goals whether their body is nutritionally deficient and they have to go back into the homeostasis point first uh, before they start seeing the uh, a better results. But the one thing that I love about this is if you're not happy within your first 30 days of using this product, you get your money back. No questions asked. The company is that great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched up on something and you actually touched up on it in the last segment there. Uh, we're talking about uh, goal setting. You have a very unique way of setting goals. Um, I know this because uh, you and I popped on a call just about New Year's just to set my goals. Why don't you talk about that system? Because it was uh, quite interesting at the, 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 the path that has led me on for, 20, for 2021. And I want mm-hmm. the, the listeners to and the viewers to uh, take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, with the, uh, my goal achiever system, it's kind of a combination. Of, I, I kind of looked at what works in, out there and what doesn't work out there. But it's basically looking at kind of evaluating where you are first, kind of on a scale of one to 10 and kind of looking at those three areas of what you desire. So health, wealth, love, kind of rating yourself on a scale of one to 10 and be honest with yourself, kind of asking yourself why you're rating yourself on a scale of one to 10 um, that way and kind of going and look at little subsections. So for instance, if you're looking at health, what's your body fat? What's your weight? What's your energy levels? How is your sleep patterns? Um, how are you nutrition? What are you eating and everything else like that? And kind of rating each subcategory there and then kind of going into, okay, what does a 10 out of 10 look like? Right? And then break that down. You know, how are you eating? How is everything else going? Why is it important? Because a lot of people go don't understand the why, and the why is very, very important. So if you don't know why you're going to be doing something, when the excuses come up, it's going to be very easy to give in to your excuses. So you kind of have to know why. So it's really getting intimate to that as well. Um, then kind of going, what are your action steps? Because a lot of people have goals, but they don't write down their action steps. And then there's a lot of little processes out there as well. But I also kind of tailor it to a person's personality subset. So um, there's a program that I learned when I was working for a company. They brought in um, 
somebody who created the DISC program, which is DISC just stands for, it's a personality trait program, which just stands for dominant, influential, steady, and conscientious uh, personality type, types, types. And we are generally a combination of all four personality types, but we have two more dominant uh, personality types. I'm a dominant conscientious, you're a dominant conscientious personality type. So the way that we set goals are very, should be very specific in the language that we use to do that. So we're very fact-based versus very um, word-based or story-based, right? So we should, when we're making our goals, it should be very fact-based, maybe point form or anything else like that. But the people who, let's say, are influential or steady, when they're writing out their goals, they should write it out in a story. And I, I even do say that everybody should write it out in a story. So write it out when you're writing your goals. You want to read it every morning and every evening out loud. And just uh, write it out in a story or write it out like I'm so happy and grateful now that I am. And then read it out as a story or write it out as a story to yourself as if you've written it from the future. And it has it's already an achieved fact and that you're reading it today. And I, and I, uh, I don't think I'm missing anything there. But since, what did you like about it? Let me flip it on to you, John. What did you like about my goal setting program? It got me thinking about the future and where I want to take this stuff, <clears throat> where I want to take the fitness oracle, where I want to take Theo Fitness, where do I want to do it from? Um, and <clears throat> it kind of got resonated back to me because I kind of. Uh, kind of like fell off the train a little bit. And when I joined this other group support group, uh, it, it kind of, it was similar to what you did. And when I went back to my notes, I'm like, well, this is what I was, this is what I'm going for. So I had already planned out everything, what I wanted to do. It just, so that, 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 that's what, um, and, and you really helped me identify where I needed to work the most for 2021. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so this is my next question to you what mm -hmm. would what how do you see the difference between new year's resolutions which most people have probably fell off the wagon mm -hmm. right now with their resolutions mm -hmm. versus goal setting well the difference between a resolution and let's say goal setting is that resolutions tend to be just a wish or a want um, where goal setting you look at desire it's a desire and an action plan, basically. So a lot of times with resolutions, people don't write down their resolutions. Um, and if you're not writing it down, what do they say when with goal setting? If you write it down, it's more likely to become, you're going to manifest. It's going to become real. Uh, most people don't write down their, men, uh, their resolutions. It's kind of a wish um, or a want. And the problem with the word want and words matter there's a difference between want and desire. Wanting something is kind of almost like coveting something. It's something that you're interested in, but you know you're not going to get. Where a desire is something that you're going to pursue because you know you're going to get and you're going to pursue it with passion and intensity and um, hunger as well. So really a goal, writing down your goals or creating a goal is creating a belief and a desire to go out and an action plan 
to go out and get something done. So it's kind of like having a blueprint. And it comes down to, like I've been saying, everything is, and it depends on if I can paint a picture to people and I'm going to probably constantly emphasize this or repeat myself with this. It's like creating a recipe for a cheesecake or creating a blueprint to building a mansion or an amazing house, right? You can wish that you want a nice house and it never happens. Or you can sit down and go, I'm going to build this house. What do I need? What materials am I going to do to build the house? Uh, What materials am I going to, what's the process? How am I going to build the house? How much time is it going to take to build the house? And it gets you thinking in a different direction of you actually moving to achieve it. Because when you identify those three aspects and you're creating that blueprint, it almost becomes a, a habit for you to move through that blueprint. And especially if you're looking at that blueprint often. Same thing with the recipe. You, If you want to make the most extravagant cheesecake, you got to think to yourself, what ingredients do I need? What is the process and the preparation that I need to do? What's the bake time? And you kind of move through that process and you go, oh, I need to go grocery shopping. And this is the whole thing with the goal setting as well. So with that goal setting, it gets you into that mind of either creating that recipe or creating that blueprint that's going to allow you to achieve. And it it almost makes it easy for you to achieve your goal. So this becomes like a daily affirmation or a daily mantra into your entire life? Absolutely. I mean, if you're looking for, if you look at people who are bakers, let's say they're baking a cheesecake or something like that, they're following a recipe specifically day in and day out. Or an architect, they're following that recipe. They're looking at that. They're not doing, they're not building a house or a big mansion or anything extravagant willy nilly and going, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to hammer this here or screw up, put the screw here, it's all followed to a T. And when you're looking at it constantly, it reprograms your mind to change the image that you have of yourself and create better habits because we are all ruled by my by habits. Now I've gone, I've been talking about three books here. Uh, so we've talked about the master key system uh, talking a little bit about um, uh, different stuff. I've gone over um, Happy Pocket and Full of Money. And I've also talked when talking about habits, uh, the greatest salesman in the world. So there's a lot of information that I'm combining into one to kind of make my own. But when you start loving knowledge and Socrates, uh, said this as well uh, with Socrates or Plato, when you want knowledge or information as badly as you want to breathe, there's nothing stopping you from getting it. And that's a paraphrase. I don't know the exact quote, but it's how hungry it is. It's, do you want something as badly as you want it to breathe? And that's, that's kind of like a hidden thing because most people are not hungry. Mm-hmm. But that's what looking at the blueprint, creating the blueprint, 
it helps to manifest that hunger within yourself so that you go in there and you can tell who are hungry because these are the people if they're not they'll either research what they need to do and go out and do it so they are there's a word i'm looking for and i'm trying to think about it um they're kind of go-getters so they won't wait for an assignment they're they're going to go out and just do what they feel is right or look to see what the next step is going to be or people who need an assignment who will have a coach let's say like us for a personal trainer and the personal trainer will give them an assignment to do and they go out and do it mm-hmm. that's what's going to determine success so there's a lot of different aspects to that as well the last thing that you want is you want you want a baker that goes uh you know what yeah maybe i'll bake a cake today or an architect or a building company that's building your house and go. And unfortunately there are people who hire contractors and everything else like that, where they don't show up to do the job because they just don't feel like it. You want somebody who knows the plan and is hungry to do it and to serve their person to the serve the people that they're, they're hired to do. And you want to serve yourself and you got to kind of, kind of figure out, if I become a better person, if I achieve my goal, who can I serve better in, in life? So it's all, it almost sounds like you're talking about like uh, motivation and keeping the motivation going. But you and I both know the people that when, when people do get motivated, <laughs> that fire has a tendency of flaming out. What are some of the tools that you could use or you could share with, with <laughs> us to help keep that motivation, that fire burning? Well, some of the stuff, and you'll see it every time uh, people go to conferences, and I'm not going to pick on anybody, but they go to these big motivational conferences, which are absolutely fantastic. They'll go there, they go rah, 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 and just uh, really get fired up. They go home and nothing happens. Their life really doesn't change. And a lot of that is action. So you have to worry, look at taking action and creating action steps. And a part of that is doing assignments to, to yourself. Uh, if you don't know what assignments you should be giving yourself to take action, find somebody who's been to where you are, uh, who's willing to take you on kind of like a mentor and uh, ask them, what do I need to do? And then go out and do it. Because when you accomplish an, an assignment and you get that recognition for accomplishing assignment, it reignites that fire. It's kind of like a triangle. So you have your goal, you have your assignment, the assignment gets done, it gives you a sense of accomplishment, which goes back to your motivation. And it kind of loops into this whole circle of fire. And when you keep doing, when you keep repeating that process, it's kind of like you hear people go, eat, sleep, train, repeat, right? Mm-hmm. When you keep doing that simple process of reading that motivation, reading what your goal, goal is, doing the assignment to the action plan, reviewing that assignment once you've accomplished and celebrating it, and then uh, rereading your motivation again or your goal, it kind of will constantly ignite a fire and help you to build a habit. So a lot of people will say, you know, you just got to build the habit. No, you need the motivation because if, even if you build a habit, it just takes 
one excuse, one rainy day for you to break a habit where you just don't feel like doing it. So you need that motivation. You need an assignment, an action step to do. You need to review it. You need to celebrate. And then you need to review. And then you need to repeat and review. It's interesting the part that you said about celebrate. Um, for myself personally, like I always have a uh, problem with uh, celebrating my accomplishments. What would you say to somebody that's like me that always reaches the peak of the mountain and can only see the next mountain, the next peak? That's where you kind of need somebody like me a mentor, a good friend who's going to go, who you can be accountable to and just say, uh, hey, John, great on your accomplishments. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and tell me what are you grateful for now that you're there? So for you, I would actually say, write out some gratitudes each day of the process of what you're doing so you can kind of recenter yourself in your accomplishments. So what I what I would say tell you again, gratitudes, five five gratitudes, three gratitudes of what you achieved that day. So you can kind of refocus and bring it back down to the process. Now we've been, that's actually really good. I'm actually going to start doing that at the end of the day. That's, that's really good. Thank you for that. And uh, for all, for everybody out there listening and watching or watching this on YouTube, if you're like me and you can only see the next peak, please, 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 please try this. Uh, I'm going to be doing this starting today, but we've been dancing around a little bit of a, a subject here for quite some time. Um, no man is an island. Mm -hmm. And what we have been talking about is uh, becoming a part of a community. Mm -hmm. What kind of communities have you been a part of that have helped you progress as a person and as, as an individual, as a person, as a mm -hmm. man, and as a business owner? Well, for one thing is I'm so grateful to Isogenics because they actually understand the community aspect. Um, and I've met some of my best friends and mentors, trainers from in Isogenics, and they just constantly inspire me. Uh, I've been to different uh, events when we were traveling to different events. Now we're doing it digital because... 2020, 2021, uh, and we've got lockdowns and everything else like that. So you're not allowed to travel to these big corporate events, but they're um, doing it uh, over Zoom and everything else like that and virtually. But when I got to travel to Vegas for global celebration, you get to see the speakers and their passion and their drive and the commitment. And you get to talk to people who are in a great community um, that are with you, uh, it is just so inspiring and the people that you meet. So you want to look for people who have like goals like you and who have a like mindset like you. And you and I 
our goals is to, John, you and I, our goals is to really inspire people and help people transform their lives. That's why I love the isogenics because it gives me a vehicle to help people do that uh, physically and financially, uh, potentially financially, uh, if they choose to put in the work to uh, do it as a business. But uh, it's just a fantastic community of like-minded individuals. And I've met some of my amazing, amazing friends through there. And honestly, I spend most of my time with people with an isogenics or people who are like-minded individuals. And I've heard it said with Robert Kiyosaki um, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad fame, is that uh, you tend to be the average of the five people that you spend the most time around, right? So you choose your friends wisely. Uh, and I do want p- to let people know that, and it's not, you're, you're going to outgrow some people and people are not going to, res- not consciously going to resent that. People don't want to see uh, their friends or their family member move out of their tribe and into another tribe. So do note that you're going to see, you're going to have some people in your life who are not going to uh, subconscious, subconsciously want you to succeed. So they're going to be like a crab in the bucket and they're going to try and pull you down. But it's just figure out who uh, is like the person that you want to become. What are the characteristics of the person that you want to come? And, I, and I've talked about this in the Spies Daily Wisdom as well is kind of figure out the character and the personality of the person that you want to be and then start acting that way as well. And then surround yourself by people who you want to, kind of creating an avatar of who you want your friends to be like and how do they, you want them to be like. And it'll actually start attracting to you. You'll start finding finding that qualities. Uh, most people don't do this activity, so they're just surrounded by the people who kind of enter their life, whether it's good or bad. Do you think that's a sense of uh, security, a false sense of security? I think it's kind of a false sense of security. Is Again, it's kind of we're slave to our habits, and it's a lack of education. Because this, this, the stuff that we've discussed is not taught in schools. And I talk to my niece all the time about this. And I ask her to do goal settings and do the process and everything else like that. Because it's not taught in schools. And I want people to be super, super successful. I've never took goal setting 101. I've never took wealth 101. There is no such courses in school. Nobody talks about residual income. Nobody talks about living your dream and uh, elementary school, high school, university, or anything else like that. Uh, and it needs to be a requirement. And it's just the programming that we've been programmed with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, changing gears a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Spies Daily Wisdoms, what are mm-hmm. they? So I kind of created Spies Daily Wisdoms uh, just to kind of help people out. So I think... I have a passion of learning. Like Socrates says, um, if you desire wisdom and knowledge as badly as you want to breathe, you'll attain it. I just love learning. I love the success that I've gained from all the stuff that, all the knowledge that I've gotten. 
and from the application. I think on my first podcast, we talked about me pushing a forklift mm-hmm. and me uh, squatting 500 pounds and doing some impressive lifts. Um, these are uh, a bunch of philosophies and principles that I've learned that I've managed to apply to myself. And this is not something that I've created. Uh, and here's a here's the thing that I want everybody to know. Although all the wisdom, all the knowledge that I have, and that I'm per, um, sharing, is not my wisdom. This has been around since the Bible, right? It's just that I'm consuming it. I'm getting a huge benefit from it, and I just want to share it. And the people who are ready to change, uh, who are ready to take their life in a new direction, who are ready to go out and live. That's what goal stands for. Go out and live. Who are ready to do that. I want to be a resource and kind of point them in the right direction. And that's where, where it really is there. And again, I kind of did it with my niece in mind because I know the education system is nowhere near up to par. And they all have a specific agenda, which we don't, that's could be a podcast in itself, but they all have their specific agenda and I'm not happy with the agenda and I don't want her to live an ordinary lifestyle. Again, in the master key system, it says that, and I'm paraphrasing this, there's a paragraph in the master key system is you have a choice where you can live on the high road, you can choose the low road, And many people just choose to go back and forth to and fro, right? And it's really what your choices are. And there's a lot of people out there that struggle. And it's not that they're choosing to struggle. It's just that they're not choosing to live. They haven't made the decision or they don't know that the power that they have with them. And I want to help them get this power. It's like that old saying goes, uh, don't be afraid to die. Be afraid. Uh, sorry. What's the saying? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to die, but be afraid of not living. Mm-hmm. Yep. Les Brown actually uh, says, and again, again I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't memorize quotes. Um, the wealthiest place on the planet is a graveyard. Because it's the place where people are buried, where they have unlived dreams and unlived ideas yeah that's so true so what was the inspiration behind spee's daily wisdoms honestly my niece i wanted to help her make a better have a better life and oftentimes we're very busy in life i don't get to see her as much as i want and i just wanted to leave a legacy and if i do have kids in the future um, I want to have leave something to the world, basically, that they can have and they can share and they can do. Because the principles don't die. The principles of success don't change. They don't die. The truth is always going to be the truth. Uh, there is no my truth. A lot of people like to say, use the words my truth, your truth. There's only truth and principles and what you desire. And I want to, 
I just want to give back, man. I, I've been so blessed and I'm not where I necessarily want to be, but I've had a lot of successes in life. Um, it hasn't been announced, but I know it. Like, for instance, I, I also have a job as well. Um, and I'm building my business part-time, but in my job, I was, uh, I'm was uh, i agent of the year for 2020. Thank you. So, you know, it's just applying these principles and everything else like that. And why should I be so selfish in keeping these principles to myself? You know, if I am to love my neighbor as, let's say the Bible tells me, do I not want my neighbor to be as fruitful as I am? And would we not create a better world if I could do that? Sadly, you're right. But most people, um, mm-hmm. they only see themselves. And again, it's just they're educated to see themselves. And it's, and again, it's not a bad thing bad thing is just needing to change the paradigm you know so it's needing to change the belief system the bs (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. there's a lot of bs in that bs (laughs) (laughs) and i'm talking about the school system but this podcast is not about that this podcast these podcasts about being becoming better versions of ourselves. It's about living better, doing better, feeling better, acting better, moving better, and just living better, living better. And I wish that on everybody. I would never recommend something if it didn't accomplish that. I would hate if somebody recommended something to me that made me live live worse. Mm-hmm. Right. So I take that feeling to that and I research the crap out of it and I go by my principles. And anytime I look, I, I'm looking at something new or doing something new, does it attain to the principles, the true principles of life? Right. Um, I've known you for quite some time and you know quite a bit about nutrition. So I want to talk about a little bit about nutrition in this podcast as well. So what's the biggest challenge that you see when it comes to making a nutrition plan for other people? The biggest part is people are set in their ways and their habits and they don't like trying new food. So you'd be surprised. I've actually... Uh, been tri- been a nutrition consultant trying to working to build programs for people having amazing access to amazing programs uh, and the biggest thing is adherence if you're going to give them something that they've not liked but you know that's good for them are they going to go out and eat it and it comes back down to are people hungry enough to change right if you give somebody an assignment are they going to do the assignment Right. And if they do the assignment, whether they do the assignment or not, that's how you're going to attain- see if they're kind of a- successful. So it doesn't shock me when people don't do their assignments and then you go to remeasure and reassess them that they haven't hit their goal or they haven't budged that much. But that's one thing. The other thing as well is it's almost 
impossible to uh, really, and because I've had the computer program and I've kind of looked at uh, creating it, uh, get your daily nutrition from food alone. It's, I've put people, I've looked at it and I've just played around with myself and I'm looking at 3,500 calories and you're still not getting your recommended daily allowance or recommended daily intake at 3,500 calories. And most people, and they actually did a study and I was watching this, uh, the study kind of presented and the doctor talking about it within the Society of Weight Training Injury Specialists. Um, which is a great source of information. It was talking about the study where they've kind of tested people's nutrient levels uh, and cellular nutrient levels. And everybody that they tested was deficient. Then they put them on either a really good diet or a really good diet with supplementation. And what they found is uh, the only way to get back to replenish that nutrient levels was the people who were on a really good diet with really good supplements because it's really hard to get your nutrition from food anymore. It's just so depleted. It's over farmed, it's over sprayed. Um, it's picked early uh, because it's got to travel around the world to ripen. So what you eat is not nutritious. It doesn't have the same nutrition that it did 50 years ago. Would you say that you're a proponent of eating locally? It is, no, and here's why I say that, because we live in Canada. How the hell are we going to get fresh fruits and vegetables locally in the winter? You can't, you can't, you, you can't. You would have to get them frozen uh, or pick them and freeze them properly. Um, and they're, which isn't a bad thing, but are you really going to sit there and store three or four or five months worth of food? Do you have that much storage in there? Uh, so, you know, it's a great idea when you can get in it and if you can grow your own food, awesome. But it's really is looking at the quality of the food that you eat. And that goes for more for eating meat than it does with uh, eating vegetables or anything else like that. If uh, there's no nutritional difference between eating organic or non-organic, it's just how much pesticides might be on there or whether it's genetically modified or not. Um, I actually uh, came across an article years, years, <laughs> years ago. And um, one way that you can actually get around saying that you're organic is calling your company organic and then you're able to put organic on the bag uh, i know one of the largest not one of the largest fast food chain in the world right now i'm not going to name any names it involves a clown they get away with saying 100% pure beef because the name of the company is called 100% pure beef from where they get their beef from. I've heard that as well. I can't comment on that because I don't know enough about it. But I will say this. A lot of people think that 
the pharmaceutical industry is one of the biggest indus industries in the world. It's actually the food industry. It is the, the biggest industry in the world. And there's a whole science out there uh, that's designed to make you consume more food. Mm -hmm. So how do they put together food? How do they process food to make you want to go out and buy more and more and more? So it is the biggest thing. And when it comes to that company that you were talking about or other fast food joints, how can they make their food so tasty that you can't just stop eating one slice? You have to come back for more. How many times a day, how many times a week are you going to desire that food? That's the way to do it. It involves salt and sugar. Salt, sugar, and fat. Yeah. The right ratios and everything else like that. Yeah. Uh, and again, they're out there to make money. I don't, uh, I don't knock them. Hey, it takes two to tangle and it takes uh, people to want to say uh, no. But again, this is what I love about my program as well. When, that I'm doing the 11-day shred, if I can go back to that, it's giving me a new relationship with food. And I've been somewhat of a sweet person and I love my uh, burgers and pizzas and everything else like that. But honestly, I haven't craved that food or if I do eat it, it's once in a while and I haven't gone to the fast food joints in like a very, very long time i don't go for sweets or anything else like that it's actually changed what my body desires because i'm giving it nutrition and a lot of times is with nutrition uh if your body's craving for something it means that you're actually nutrition deficient in some sort of nutrient well considering that we're in lockdown again mm -hmm. uh there's nowhere to go anyways so it's a good time to get off of these uh, bad habits. Yeah. But going back to the uh, quote unquote dieting, like mm -hmm. I really hate using that term because mm -hmm. it's not dieting. Uh, you're not dying when you're supposed to be putting food in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Have you found that there's a one size fits all quote unquote, one size fits all approach to getting people healthy again, making healthier choices? Well, this is, again, this is why I, I joined the Isogenics program and decided to be a distributor for an associate and independent distributor for Isogenics because it's about a lifestyle, right? We tell people when we work, they work out. And this is a, this is a downfall with the mindset of dieting is people will do it for a short period of time and then revert back to old habits. It's a lifestyle. You can't just work out, lose that 10 pounds, and then decide to stop working out because you're going to regain that back. It has to be a lifestyle. The Isogenics program is a lifestyle because it's getting nutrient-dense food into your body that's quick and easy, and that's going to make you feel good, full, and satisfied. And for me, that's why I, that's why I love the system because it literally takes me 30 seconds to make a shake. It's extremely satisfying, and I make the shake differently. I don't just use water or ice or anything else like that. I've cold brew, I use cold brew coffee and I use a shake and cinnamon and other additives that I can make it 
uh, tastes even better than what it does. It tastes awesome by itself, but I like cinnamon. I'm a cinnamon fiend. So I'll, I'll, I like putting cinnamon in my shakes. Um, some people like banana. Some people like almond milk um, or whatnot. Um, but it's versatile that I can make a delicious recipe. I can make it into a smoothie. I can make it into a shake. I can make it into a smoothie bowl. bowl. I can make it into ice cream or a popsicle and have it and enjoy it. It's just so versatile, so delicious. But the nutrition level... Basically, doing the system and not just one shake, I would have to eat to get the same nutrients. I would probably have to spend $20 a day, just myself, to get on food, just to get the same nutrition that I would on with the Isogenics program. And it's not $20 a day, generally, with, with, a, with a, just doing the, sh the shakes and some of the other stuff. Okay, fair enough. Aside from the isogenic stuff, is there a favorite go-to quote-unquote diet for you? I typically tend to lean towards more of like a 40-30-30 diet. I think it's the Atkins diet uh, where it's uh, like 40% carbs, 30% fat, 30% protein. Something more balanced. I know people who are on keto and they love keto. I know people who are on paleo. And again, I actually like paleo as well. This is why we're friends. <laughs> uh, I think something that's well balanced because you, you need all the nutrients and everything else like that. I don't think that you should starve yourself of uh, any type of macronutrient, protein, fats, carbs. Because they're all important to getting the nutrition that you need into your body, right? Uh, you need carbs to get water-soluble vitamins and minerals into your body. You need fats to get fat-soluble vitamins and minerals into your body or fat-soluble, yeah, my vitamins and minerals into your body uh, to build hormones. Every cell in your body is made up of a double, double lipid layer of fat, double layer of fat, right? So you need fat in your body, you need carbs to fuel, you need protein to rebuild, because again, your body's made out of protein and fat. So I, I tend to go with trying to get as even a balance as, as you can, but each person is going to be a, some, a slightly something different. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's <laughs> different. Like, I hate that question but I had to throw it in there because I knew it. I mean, it, it really the best plan is what the person's going to adhere to. Right, right. <laughs> um, during this second lockdown that we are in, in Toronto, you've actually been working out. You actually started a workout routine. So <laughs> what have you been doing in order so you could be getting your workouts and staying and getting back into shape? Well, I don't have a very big apartment. Uh, so I don't have anywhere to kind of put fitness equipment in or anything else like that. What I've done is I found a good, uh, just resistant bands and tubings that I can uh, get a, very, a varying resistance between 10 pounds to 150 pounds if I combine all the resistance bands together. And I've just been starting to do uh, 
my own, come up with my own little program that suits my body uh, that's going to uh, work with my injuries and I've talked a little bit about the injuries on the first podcast uh, with the neck injury and the wrist injuries and everything else like that um, now I know people may not like resistance bands because it's not weights or anything else like that it's not lifting real weights and if you're not watching this on YouTube I'm doing air quotes when I said real weights. Your your muscles don't understand ten pound the difference between ten pounds or twenty pounds or hundred pounds. It understands with how hard it has to contract, how many muscle fibers it has to contract, um, and how much energy it has to use, right? And how much damage it does. So, how heavy you're lifting is an ego thing versus the quality of the muscle contraction that you're doing. And that's why I'm not uh, against using resistance bands because again, it's about fatiguing the muscle. It's about getting the best quality contraction. And it helps me to really focus because it's a lot different than lifting free weights. So I have to focus on getting the best quality muscle contraction there is. And I'm looking forward to the results that I'm going to get with it. And I want to show that it doesn't matter the type of resistance, the type of workout that you do. If you do it properly, it's, it's again, comes down to that process, whether you're making a rest, you're thinking about it. And it depends on the person that I'm talking, that's hearing this, whether you like to hear about it as you're making a recipe for a cheesecake or making a blueprint to build that mansion, it comes down to the ingredients the process and the cook time, right? And it doesn't matter necessarily what you use if you kind of realize, uh, if you break it down into those three kind of steps. So if you don't have like a full, full gym at your disposal, figure out, you need to, you need to make a recipe figure out uh, how you're going to make a cheesecake without all that equipment. Right. Can you, can you share one of the things that you use that you use to uh, make your cheesecake? with the equipment? <laughs> So obviously I love, I love gems and I love squat racks and everything else like that. I love like presses uh, and all the equipment. There's a lot of different equipment out there on the market. And I love using a lot of different variations of machines or anything else like that. I don't have access to that anymore. Um, I don't have space to put in uh, the pieces of equipment that I want. So I kind of had to figure out and go, am I going to sit here and be a couch potato and just go for walks? Or, and still doing my 11-day system, um, lose the weight and lose a lot of body fat still, but am I going to end up looking the same or do I want to transform my body and look like a bodybuilder, look like I'm chiseled out of stone and marble and everything else like that. So I kind of had to figure out what I need to do. And uh, that's why I went with the resistance bands because A, doesn't take up a lot of space. I can, I just put the door anchor in and put the, loop the resistance bands around and just focus on the movement that I'm going to be focusing on. And it doesn't matter if you can do have push-up bars and chin-up bars and you can, you have space to have that in your house, do that. If you have a, bo a space to put a stability ball or a BOSU ball, 
do that if you need to do yoga to improve your range of motion you know do that it's all about different recipes like cooking a cheesecake if you only have access to a campfire how are you going to still do it can it be done yes it can can you make an amazing cute cheesecake yes you can can you make an amazing steak at a camp on a campfire absolutely and it'll taste better <laughs> yeah uh, and there's and you can do it with a whole bunch of different ways you just have to know what uh, ingredients what's what uh the process and equipment you have and the time that it's going to take to do it and then just go out there and give yourself an assignment to do it give yourself permission to do it now you and i both agree on this next question uh, I want to get your insight on the effectiveness of BOSU because next week, uh, in uh, throughout all week next week, I'm talking about balance. Mm -hmm. And you were the one actually that pointed me to an article that uh, people doing like barbell or dumbbell curls and chest press on BOSU balls actually decreases the efficiency of of your of your trunk or what people like to call i'm using air quotes too, the core mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the on using unbalanced stability un, unbalanced platforms to increase their uh st stabilizers as they think that they're using that they they think that they're actually activating mm -hmm. You and I both, and as personal trainers, we've heard of this uh, principle called SED, a specific activation, specific adaptation to impose demand. Sorry. Right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to look at why you're doing what you're doing. Now, BOSU ball and these balance trainers have their place in your workout. So, for instance, I injured my ankle a long, long time ago. I twisted my ankle and severely sprained it. And I used a lot of these balance trainers to help build strength into the ankle. Would I ever do a weighted squat on these balance trainers? No, because my goal for, my personal goal is to build as much strength as possible with, uh, with that, or build as much maximized muscle contraction as possible. And when you're on an unstable surface, you can't really do that. You can't get the same type of contraction as you when you're on a stable surface. Also, uh, when you're on, you're very rarely going to be on an unstable surface and doing an activity. Unless right? it's sports specific. Yes. Yeah, so for instance, but for instance, if it's sports specific, what you actually want to do is train on the activity, right? So if you're, let's say, an alpine skier and you're skiing on the alpine, you want to be training the muscles doing the skiing. You don't want to be training the muscles doing a BOSU ball and everything else like that. You don't want to be overworking those muscles because if you're doing BOSU work, stability work, um, downhill skiing can overtrain and that's where you can see uh, injuries and you do see a lot more injuries happening in sports nowadays 
where I've seen, I haven't actually paid attention to a lot of sports, but I, you do see a lot more injuries. If you have a gymnast that's looking to do beam work, get them training on the beam and getting them feeling the beam versus doing work on the booster or anything else like that because it's specific adaptation to impose demand. So you want them training on that specific. Now, it's okay to maybe put them on, on there once in a while, but having a gymnast do squats on the uh, on a BOSU ball is not going to be transferable to them doing stuff on the beam. True. However, like I said, it can like the BOSU ball and the stability ball can be mm-hmm. useful to like people like surfers or kite surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still wouldn't get them using weighted squats, but I would, you can get them to work on balance, some balance exercises. So like staying on the BOSU with uh, no weight, no added weight, go on one foot, put the foot down, go on another foot, maybe do their own personal squat on the BOSU with their own body weight. The problem that I have is when you're doing weights on weights or exercises on uh, unstable surfaces uh, is that we all know there's a chain, a chain, a circuit chain with uh, exercises. So whatever force is being applied, let's say at your ankle, that force is going to be multiplied on your knee. Right? The knee is not meant to be unstable. That's why it has so much cartilage and ligaments and everything else like that. So when you start applying that force and then you start multiplying it with the weight doing a barbell squat. Now, not only are you multiplying that force from the instability of the ankle, now you're multiplying that force because now you got weight on on top of it. If you look at a kind of like a, if you take a look at on a biomechanics on the forces that are applied now to the knee and the hip, now you're putting so much force that you're actually straining and can potentially damage the ligament. Now, I know there's going to be people that don't agree with me on that. But, again, it's, I I got nothing on there. If you want to go and do bodyweight squats on the BOSU ball or on on an exercise ball, stability ball, go for it. Because it's really good at building your balance. And if your goal is to build your balance, do that. If you want to squat 135, 225 pounds on there, You and I are both on the same page on that. Um, yeah. So we're going to be closing out the the, the the session soon. So I always ask these seven, six or seven questions to all my guests. Uh, this is actually kind of new that I've done before uh, you actually came on or after you came on. So uh, with the increase in people suffering from depression, from the consistent lockdown, lock up, lockdown, lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? Plan and dream. Set, set a dream and uh, set a path to do it. And the reason why I say this, and this is not like the depression and everything that we're seeing here is not limited to lockdown. It's limited to the fact that 
uh, people are out there and they don't have anything to shoot for anymore. It's kind of like uh, they're almost they're conforming to a basic standard of life. So what I would say is try and figure out what your highest standard of life is going to be and just go out there and do it. Most people don't know, don't have a dream, don't have a goal, don't have a, don't have a recipe for life. And I think they're bored in life. And it's time to get rid of that boredom. Get rid of that idleness, get rid of that laziness. And you're going to see... Uh, life change. And again, the three things that everybody desires in life, and I'm going to add a fourth in there right now, is health, wealth, love, spirituality. And that's the fourth. So do something that's going to benefit your health. Do something that's going to benefit your wealth. And wealth, I don't mean that you have to be a millionaire. But wealth, I mean, it's going to allow you to go out there and live your goals so you don't have to struggle. Because you're not here to struggle on this planet you weren't created to struggle um look at for love what you want to do is you can't receive love unless you give love so what are you doing to give more love out there to make the world a better place and then spirituality is very important as well so you kind of have want because and this goes out to all the people who are who maybe have this uh, tendency to not want to believe in a higher being or anything else like that. I used to be like that. And I'll tell you something that I realized is you can't look at everything around you, all these blessings, all these miracles, all this experience and say that nothing created it. You, you look at it this way. Let me talk, talk for those of you watching on YouTube, and I'll describe it for people who are not. Just me waving my hand, doing a simple wave. All I'm doing is I'm thinking of moving my head in a back and forth motion. I'm not actually thinking of all the muscles that I have to contract to do that. I'm not thinking of all the little energetic processes that have to happen, all the chemical processes that have to happen in my body. If you want to look at a quantum physics level, I'm not looking about how the interactions of the atoms, the protons, the neutrons, the electrons, the energy packets that have to go on to do that. But yet something has to do that. Something had to have created a system to do that. And when you start to appreciate and you start to step back and go, wow, that, that's absolutely incredible. And it's a blessing. Imagine what I want you to do is I want you to imagine what your life would be if just to wave your hand, you had to actually think of all the muscles that are firing, all the chemical reactions that had to happen, all the, where the, every single subatomic particle has to be. Imagine how long it would take you to move the, you move your hand, right? And I want people to start understanding what type of miracle that they're actually a part of. 
because once you start understanding that miracle and you start understanding how amazing this world is and you start talking about life with gratitude an attitude of gratitude you're going to see your life start to change and once i started to realize this i started to realize that there are principles and laws in life that were created and had to be created it, 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 can't, it couldn't be random it couldn't be done random and once you start partaking and living your life towards those laws and showing gratitude for the, those laws you're going to start seeing your mind shift and you're going to start seeing things come to you that you wouldn't see before I don't know if that answered your question oh it answered it in spades <laughs> thank you thank you uh, where do you see yourself in isogenics in the next five years? Uh, so I want to get to what we call an, a rank of executive, but I want to be one of the top income earners in Canada. So I'm going to have to work my butt off because I'm far from it. But it's a good challenge that I want to be at because I want to live a better life. But I also want to be in, like I said, I've talked about, we have this thing called the Ice Body Challenge, where it's a body transformation challenge that we do every 16 weeks. I want to be the Ice, within the next five years, I want to be an Ice Body Grand Champion. So that means uh, every country, every uh, market has their own uh, Ice Body competition. So they're a local champion. So I want to be the champion since I'm in Canada in the Canadian market. And then out of all the uh, markets around the world, uh, all the champions come together and one grand champion is picked. So I want to become that grand champion as well. Nice. Keep doing mm -hmm. this and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. I know the type of person you are. You're more stubborn than I am. <laughs> it's the Greek and the Cypriot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you personally? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I see myself, honestly, I want to see myself as an influencer and a coach, um, helping people transform their lives, not just with isogenics, like I said, through this goal setting programs, uh, through the Daisy Daily Wisdom programs, creating a community of people that are just living better. Uh, a society of people just living better, doing better, um, acting better, uh, and just being better. I want to have a program where I'm teaching exercises. So on, let's say, either YouTube or social media or anything else like that, that people can follow along and do. And I just want to spread my knowledge. So not only do I want to, for health-wise, I probably want to get down to doing a bodybuilding competition as well. Not just doing, but winning a bodybuilding competition. Uh, if I can get my wrist doing uh, strengthened and my neck uh, back on track, I would love to do maybe a powerlifting or a strongman, local strongman competition for my health for my wealth i want to be earning at least seven figures or more and i want to be able to spend more time freedom so i can travel 
and uh, so I can do inventions to make the world a better place. And then hopefully I'm married with the kids in the next five years. Nice. Um, if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Um, learn time to take gratitude. I mean, I, I've always been passionate about knowledge and I've always been hungry to be an achiever. But I would probably tell myself there's a bigger picture and I was more atheistic when I was in my 20s and I would probably tell myself stop being atheistic and start believing in something bigger than yourself and start following a plan the recipes for success the blueprint for success I've always believed in the blueprint but I've never believed and or understood the bigger picture with the law of attraction. Very nice. Very good. Uh, looking back, would you change anything? No, because it's led me to who I am today. There's, there's a funny episode. I don't know if anybody listening is a Star Trek, Star Trek fan. Star Trek, uh, not the next generation. But there's an episode uh, where Captain Picard dies. He got, uh, he was in the blast. He had his, an artificial heart and his artificial heart stops. And this uh, omnipotent, on, omnipresent entity called the Q uh, comes back and he's like, uh, and Picard's like, where am I? He's like, you're dead and I'm gone. And he gives Picard the opportunity to change something about his life. And what ended up happening, he was fighting an alien when he was in the, the academy. And he got stabbed through the heart. So then that's what caused him to have an artificial heart. So he went back and he's like, you know, I was stubborn, hot-headed back then. Um, and if I could change it, I wish I could change that fight scene. So Q, this omnipotent en uh, entity, brought him back and he changed his where he was. Uh, and he didn't get stabbed by that alien in the heart. And... What ended up happening is when they brought him back to the future, he was, instead of being a captain, he was just this lonely uh, scientific officer. And he's like, Q, I can't live my life as this person braved of passion and void of all goals and life or anything else like that. He go, and, and he came to realize that when, if you were to go back in the past and change even just one small little thing, it can unravel the tapestry of your life. Don't dwell on changing the past. Dwell on making your today the best. It's funny you said the word tapestry because I'm kind of a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. The actual the episode that you just mentioned is called Tapestry. So <laughs> that one I remember, but I'm not completely sure about the rest of them. But that was yeah. a very good episode. Um, and you're right. You are 100% right. And when my guests come on here and they say, uh, I would change nothing. They're the ones that get it <clears throat> completely. Yeah. Uh, my next question to you is what keeps you up at night? What scares you? <laughs> Honestly, one of the 
best things that I've learned to do is when it comes to fear, fear just stands for false evidence appearing real. So honestly, there's nothing that, there's no situation that keeps me up at night except for if I've done something to really screw up. There's nothing external that can happen to me. I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared of anything else because there's always a solution to a problem. But if I did something to really wrong a person, my moral conscience and my moral compass uh, will have me dwelling on it. But there's nothing else that I fear. There's nothing that anything can happen to me that, that can't be solved. There's no external process that can't be figured out because everything that you see in the outside world is just a manifestation of what's happening on the inside. That's awesome. And I know that one comes from the uh, master key system. That, comes, it comes from the master key system and the happy pocket full of money as well. Yeah. Uh, where can people find more about you? So if people want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, at... And then my last name, which I'll spell it, it's N has a Nancy, I-C-O-L-A-O-U. And then my first name, which is S as in Sam, P-I-R-O-S. Um, that's the best place to actually find me. You can look me up on Facebook as well, Spiros Nikola. If you're seeing uh, my picture, you'll see kind of a bald person there as well, uh, a bald person. A uh, bald shaved head person uh, there, but uh, you'll be. I, I'm I'm public. It's no private, so you can kind of see if I have posted my before and after pictures. If I have my daily wisdoms, so you can go to my pages and uh, look for goal achievers or the Master Key Mondays as well, and kind of follow along with that as well. Cool. And we will post all your links with the show notes here, so people have easy access. Mm -hmm. uh, to you and to your products as well. So just give me your uh, website so I can mm -hmm. post that as well and help you yeah. with that. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts? We've talked a lot about our, myself. I'm hoping that whoever honestly is listening to this, it, you find this helpful. You find the information useful. Uh, it inspires you to transform your life. It inspires you to live better do better, be better, um, and inspires you to be the light of the world. Because that's the only thing I can truly say that I want for the world as well, is to be the inspiration and help people take the action that they need to do to live better. That's awesome. And I can attest to that too, personally, because uh, I know I might have said this on the last podcast, but the reason why I started uh, VO Fitness back up and the Fitness Oracle and now Band of Brothers is because of a conversation that you and I had two years ago. Mm -hmm. It got me thinking about where I'm going with my life, mm -hmm. what I wanted to do and what legacy I wanted to leave. And this is the legacy that I want to leave. Excellent. If I can say one more thing to people, because there's so many people that are scared of the word no. John, how many times did you tell me to shut up when I've been talking to you about this? <laughs> that you didn't want to hear this? How, how stubborn were you? Two years. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> about two years worth of no. Yep. And I just kept dripping on you and I, I, I kept pouring my belief into you of what you could be to show you that you are more than you are. You're, you are meant to do more than what you are supposed that you were doing at the time. And it just, you just have to keep doing that until people really tell you to go F off or people are ready to hear it. And eventually people are going to be ready to hear it. Yeah, eventually. So for that, I appreciate you. That's why we're, that's one of the many reasons why we're we're still friends. Mm -hmm. So for that, I appreciate you and coming on for the second time on my show. That's uh, great. And you've shared so much with us and I hope Mm -hmm. somebody out there is going to listen and become Mm -hmm. a better version of themselves. Uh, I want to thank you for having me on again, uh, John. It's been an awesome experience and an awesome pleasure. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and family members. If you know of someone who is suffering from depression, please share this with them as well, as it may help them realize that there is help out there and that they are not alone. Also, Please be so kind and give us a five-star rating on wherever you may be listening and some comments as your feedback is highly appreciated. Thank you again for supporting our mission to speak out and find solutions about men's mental health issues and stay tuned for more amazing stories from real people that are just like you.